morning and welcome to the Engine Builder Show, where we talk about how to build sustainable engines in your business and personal life so you can achieve freedom of time and freedom of money as an entrepreneur. This show is brought to you by Business Marketing Engine. If you need traffic, high quality leads, website and custom fit marketing solutions to plan, build and grow your business, check out businessmarketingengine.com. And now let's see what engines we're going to build today. Gabe? Good morning. Thank you, Becca. And good morning, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I know uh, in, in the States here, it's a, it'll be a short week for some folks because we have Thanksgiving on, on Thursday, which I'm looking forward to. And then um, we will still have a couple shows coming out for you. So be, be sure to check, uh, tune in and check those out. Um, but one of the things that happens that I'll be talking about a couple times this week, actually, around this time of year in the States is we, we have Black Friday. And I've done a little bit of research um, over the years on it. Uh, and I know originally it was really created to just drive retail sales and start the start the retail kind of season off. Um, and I think originally there probably was probably was some good merits to Black Friday. But these days, in my opinion, I feel like it's generally not productive for entrepreneurs to get too too wrapped up in Black Friday. The only the only time that I would say, in my opinion, that that does make sense is if you really do have a really high margin product um, and discounting it at some level doesn't affect your bottom line margin overall, then, then it's something to be open to. But what I often see is more inexperienced entrepreneurs will, will you know, just get on the Black Friday bandwagon because everybody else is doing it. Um, and they're not they're not like strategically pricing their products and services anyway throughout the rest of the year. So then when Black Friday comes around, they just end up selling something for way less than they should sell it. And it, it ends up being a negative thing. I remember when um, Black Friday always reminds me of when Groupon first came out and it was it was just like this sensational, you know, wave that kind of hit our country and uh, people were, you know, super excited about Groupon. Entrepreneurs were impressed with how fast they were growing. Um, it was driving a ton of business um, into, you know, into different establishments. But then I started to to pay attention and realize that a lot of the businesses that were using Groupon were actually really struggling. And some of them actually went out of business when their Groupon sale was massively successful because Groupon was kind of built on the same thought process that if we can give somebody a really good de deal, if they go to Groupon site and we can give them half off or give them this crazy deal on our products and services, then we can bring in a bunch more uh, customers and um, you know the business will grow. In conceptually, there's a, there's some merit there, but where a lot of um, you know inexperienced entrepreneurs or you know business owners just that just really don't have a good handle on their finances, what a lot of them didn't realize is that it's only beneficial to your business to run a fire sale like that. Or if we're talking about this week, like Black Friday, it's only beneficial if you have a really strong back end follow up process that you already know your numbers and you know you can convert that client into your regular pricing or higher end offers. And so a lot of folks have not spent a significant amount of time, you know, investing time and effort and, and resources into a really strong customer journey that happens after the sale. Um, post-purchase. And so, when, again, when I saw these businesses using Groupon, 
um, that were really struggling is because they didn't have a way to retain those clients and upsell them and move them into to better products and services that were profitable. And so these businesses ended up just getting busy and doing a bunch of transactions, but they didn't they didn't actually have anything that was you know profitable. And so it ended up being a huge, huge negative. And one of the things that when I'm coaching entrepreneurs and that, you know, that I, that I always like to focus on as I'm, you know, sharing information like here today on the show is that while your top line revenue is fun and everybody likes to brag about that or talk about that. And there's definitely a lot of exaggeration on that um, in the entrepreneurial world, especially online. Um, everybody's talk about their top line, but what really matters is your bottom line is how much net profit did you have end of the year? you know, and month to month, obviously, too, you know, how much money are you personally making? Are you actually making, uh, you know, a good income and how much money is left in the business and how much cash do you have? And really looking at that bottom line is what matters. And things like Black Friday or Groupon or things like that can very quickly become races to the bottom to becoming the lowest price, uh, you know, option. And that's that's rarely in my experience what's going to be effective in the long run. So. What I wanted to share uh, today is a simple process that I've used for years um, that's allowed me to, you know, dramatically increase the average sale um, that I get from clients while also just being able to serve them at the highest level, which I'll talk about here in a moment. Um, so increasing your average sale doesn't have to be difficult and you don't have to have hard sales. You don't have to put a ton of pressure on your on your prospects or clients, but all you need to do is actually sell top down. So what I mean by that is if you have um, the ability to have a few different options of, of your products and services, which I think I think that's fairly straightforward and most of us probably do, um, imagine that you have a, uh, let's say, $10,000 uh, service, you have something that's you know $5,000 and you have something that's $2,500. Where I see a lot of folks make the mistake is they'll actually start introducing and start at the $2,500, explain what would be included there with the products and services, then explain the $5,000 product, and then explain the $10,000 product. And because I've been doing this so long and because I've just kind of talked this through with a lot of folks over the years, even with me just right now explaining $2,500, $5,000, and $10,000, if you're, you may be aware of this, I know for me, I can feel like a little bit of pressure building inside me when I list off the prices that way. Um, there's, there's just part of our psychology and how we're made up uh, physiologically that we're, when we explain something from low to high, we're creating pressure and it's unnecessary pressure. So instead of explaining like your three options from low to high, if you switch it and you go top down and say, uh, you know, we have our $10,000 platinum package and that includes all these features and we do it with you and you have white glove service and you have all these, you know, bonuses and extras here. Um, that's one option. Then we have our $5,000 level, which you know includes the, these things and these options, and you explain all those. And then we have our $2,500 level, um, and here's what that's included. And you just literally reverse the the order from high to low, so top down. You're not only uh, yourself; it'll be easier to explain, and you won't you won't feel that building pressure of like there's a little bit of anxiety typically with with low to high. Um, but additionally, your prospect will feel a lot more comfortable and they'll feel psychologically safe. And so they'll choose what's best for them. And often they're going to choose what's in the middle there, that $5,000 price point, or they'll be comfortable just choosing the top because they can tell that you weren't trying to like ramp them up into, into the higher price. Um, and so selling top down is one of the easiest ways to increase your average you know, sale. 
and it does not put additional pressure on your on your prospect as long as you're you know doing everything else in an effective and, and proper way. Um, so that's the first thing to really pay attention to um, of, of how to increase your average sale. Um, the other couple things that I always keep in mind around this topic of, of selling and pricing correctly is make sure that you're you're priced profitably. So figure out what what margin you want and need. Um, that's something that you should actually discuss with your with your CPA. Um, they can help you explain what's in your industry, what's best practices, and you can see what they recommend. And then I always try to push for a little bit more than what my CPA even says, you know, and I, I try to, once I've gone through that process, I'll say, okay, well, what can we actually achieve from a, a profitability standpoint? Because the more profitable you are, the more you're able to serve your clients at the highest level. If you have priced something at such a tight, you know, tight margin, you don't have the ability to be flexible. You don't have, you know, you haven't pre-planned to cover unexpected, you know, changes or, or challenges that come up. Um, and you're going to be so busy that you're going to be like those those folks we talked about in the beginning of the show here um, who ran Groupon. You're just going to be filling orders, being very transactional, and you won't have the ability to really heighten that level of, of customer experience. So make sure you're profitable. Um, keep a close eye on that. And, uh, you know, there, there really is different different margins in different spaces. But I have yet to meet an entrepreneur where I said, hey, let's double your prices. And if they do it, then they usually get busier, which is interesting, but they have way more margin and they're able to, to serve their clients, you know, more effectively. Cause the, the thought exercise that's really worth going through is if you were to double your product or service pricing today, and you lost half your existing customers, would you be in a worse or better position? And you'd be in a better position because you have more profit per customer. You'd be able to serve them more. You have all these resources to do an even better job for them. And you wouldn't be, you know, scrounging to make sure that you made ends meet or you have enough resources. So make sure that you're priced profitably. And then the other thing um, that I'll just touch on for a minute um, is learn value-based pricing. Uh, I know for me starting out, I used to look at all my costs and say, oh, all my costs of labor and materials and everything are going to add up to, you know, $1,000. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to price this at, you know, $1,300 or $1,400 or $1,500, like if I was really being aggressive in that pricing model. But the challenge is um, with only you know $500 left of profit, something's gonna come up and you're gonna need another 100 or $200 of that because that's how projects go or that's how things go or prices may increase on the, on the products that you or the materials that you need for your products. So then you're down to 300 bucks. And then out of that, it, you know, let's just throw kind of a random you know, tax number in there. 30% of that income is gonna be taxed. So you have $200 left. And then what do you what do you actually have left for your own own uh, business owner income and what do you have left to reinvest in your team and be able to hire more people that that money disappears very quickly when we do cost plus pricing what what's most effective and this is especially valuable um, in the services space but I, I really believe this also applies in the um, product space as well is look at value-based pricing so from the services perspective if you really invest in the relationship with your prospect, you understand where they're at, and you know that they have a problem that's costing them $100,000 a year, and you have the ability to solve it, then you can very easily go in and say, well, for $10,000, I'll solve this problem for you and it'll all be handled. And when you're doing value-based pricing, like what's the value of solving this problem for somebody, you typically have much better margin and you're able to use your, your knowledge and expertise and experience 
um, to solve those problems for them. And you're able to deliver an amazing result because you're focused on solving the big problem, not just focus on like how much does it cost me to deliver this amount of time or these components or things like that. The same thing um, is can be true on the product side. And I definitely think it's worth looking at there is like, as an example, I just bought a heart monitor that tells me if my heart and my breathing are in, in coherence, if they're, if they're synchronized. Um, and I know I've, I've built, you know, hardware before I built electronic hardware before. And so I know that this device that I got probably cost them $15, maybe, maybe $20 to create. Um, but I paid $180 for it. And I had a great customer service experience. It came in a great package. Um, and the value that I'm going to get from this device is being able to monitor my heart and my breathing, be in coherence and just, you know, manage my health and, and my, um, my stress levels and everything in a more effective way. So I'm buying the result. I'm not buying like the markup on the, you know, on the physical goods that are being delivered. So looking at things um, from a value-based pricing uh, perspective is really key. Um, making sure you're profitable and then selling top down when you have the opportunity to do that in conversation, especially. And also um, th there's definitely some testing that can be done like on sales pages and things like that, but specifically selling in person, selling top down is always been effective. So keep those things in mind and that will drive up your average sale without putting pressure on your prospect in a, in a in unethical or ineffective way. Um, and that will allow you to actually sell profitable things instead of focusing on driving yourself to being the lowest price in the market. So that's what I have for everyone today. And I'll turn it back to you, Becca. We're glad you joined us today to make sense of the entrepreneurial world and learn how to apply Gabe's thoughts and strategies to the work for your success. For unique marketing solutions that will grow your business, head to businessmarketingengine.com. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thanks, everyone.